Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, listen. I don't got the resources of the big network. Sometimes technical difficulties happen. Just got to roll with the flow. But we here, we here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Brought to you by Texas Family Fitness, your solution for your fitness goals. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the defense and the cornerback position. And I know we talked about the defense yesterday, but my man brought something up to me about the cornerback position. Stevie McNamara, God salute to you. So I want to talk to you guys, see how y'all feel about uh, said cornerback and cornerbacks. And then we'll listen to what Dan Quinn has to say in the first word in regards to some of the guys coming back. Uh, And we'll go behind enemy lines and look at some of the Washington storylines that's happening over there. Because I know it's all Cowboys here, but we talk about the opponents when we break them down and things like that. But there's some issues and and some good things going on over in Washington because we're playing them. We'll bring it up. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have the phone lines open. Pulse of the Nation phone lines will be live for you guys. 351-999-3787. Y'all be getting me. CJ, you funny, dog. See, <laughs> CJ said this is uh, Sky's last write-up for tardies. Uh, dog, that's a daily thing, right? But usually it's not this late. Usually it's not this late. So I appreciate you guys sticking around as we get folks still coming up through here. Yes, yeah, Stevie Mac dropped the phone line there, 351 999 a seven, and we already got. Wait, mute that. We already got some folks in the line already. My guy Tony from Tampa. I'll get with you in a second, bro. I want to get through the uh, roundup first, uh, and in that roundup, actually, uh, there's some good news again about some of uh, the players returning, and then also the coaches. You know, there's a the coach, a coach, the coach is supposed to be returning this week, and you wonder if that was a problem uh, last week during the game. Excuse me, guys. And uh, I did see that he's still going to be on a Zoom. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in the roundup. But uh, let me talk to you guys here in the chat real quick, man. Some shout-outs are in order. Shout-out to Sin City in the building. Stevie Mack, my God. Let's say Mark DeJure, uh Calvin Jefferson, uh, Mark Felix, Rudy, Mark Smith. Damn, there's a lot of Marks in here. Iceberg Q, Mike Harris, Derek Smalls, Fresh Fade, my guy. B. Bird, what's up, man? Joseph, Michael Robinson, the Michael Robinson, Penn State, Seattle, Niners, Michael Robinson. No, I'm just playing. Angelica, Adam, TC915, Kose, what's up? Alpha Mason, McKenzie, Ted Prickett, Malcolm Williams, Bear, uh, Bear24, Miss Sheila, Marcelo, James Simmons. Uh, who else we got up in here? Brandon C. This is all YouTube, by the way. Uh, Nick Mims, Lamont, Tamara, Michael. And then on Facebook, Oscar Sullivan, Pete Rizzo. Who else we got in here? Who else we got in here? CJ, of course, Lance Bell, uh, Chuck. What's up, Chuck? And Miss Barbara, Tim, and of course, like I said, CJ and Joseph. So thank you guys for joining the show today. Uh, I won't try to keep you terribly long. I know I say that a lot, but no, today I truly be- I believe that. Uh, usually the other days when we break down film, I know that's going to be a long day. That's going to be a long day. Today, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be terribly long. So just stick with me, and uh, we'll get to the goods. We will get to the goods. Let me see if anybody else jumped back up in here. G-Money, what's up, G-Money? Uh, Felix and G-Garcia. I saw somebody mention something about a Lyell. Am I, am I missing something here, bro? Oh, okay, Dallas Cowboys die hard. Uh, says, who is responsible for the O-line decisions about Lyell and Connor? I believe that would be Coach Philbin. 
uh, Dallas diehard. I believe that'll be Coach Philbin. Um, and someone else brought something up. Trey, there you go, Trey. What's up, Trey? Uh, Philbin, yeah, Ted said, Philbin, please let it be uh, Philbin. I love McCarthy, but we can deal with Dan one more game. The O-line got to get fixed. Unfortunately, Ted, Joe Philbin has not been brought up in regards to the COVID, but I'll let you know who it is. So we'll just do that right now in the roundup. Welcome to Magucci, it's about that time. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time. It's time. time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, your solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening up, toning up sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state of the art equipment, group classes, experienced professional certified trainers. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor and head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. By the way, before I get into all this information here from yesterday, did did y'all see that game last night? Let me bring you back real quick. Let me bring you back. I just thought about it as I'm going through. Did y'all see the game last night? Where the quarterback threw the ball three times. I don't mean to like go left real quick. It just popped in my head. Like, this is why I think that Bill Belichick is one of the best ever. And the Cowboys went up there and beat them boys. uh, Put up a lot of yards. But what? I mean, I'm not as old as a lot of our old school salutes, our OGs, old head, old schools in here. But I've never seen a game where a quarterback threw the ball three times. You know, I thought the game plan that, you know, New England used is what the Saints were going to use against the Cowboys. Instead, Taysom Hill threw it 41 times. Mac Jones, one of the front runners for Offensive Rookie of the Year, threw it three. I, you know, I I mean, salute to the, to the Patriots. That just shows that they can win in that manner. I think they saw that, okay, we're up. I don't care how much we're up. We're just going to run the ball now. Can Dallas do that? I don't think Dallas can do that. They could, if you if you would have told me this in weeks one through seven, I'd have been like, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess they could throw it, throwing the ball nine times or run it, uh, win by throwing the ball three times, running it 50. Now, I don't think Dallas could do that. I don't believe Dallas could do that. Charlene said, Bills, Carlos Hyde was cussing the media out after the game. I, I'm just, that, that game just popped in my head as I was about to go into the roundup. My, my fault, guys. I just thought that was a strange game. Good game if you're a Patriots fan, but just a strange game. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but are the Patriots the favorites in the AFC? I, I don't know. Back to the Cowboys. Back to the Cowboys. <laughs> Practice window for one. Randy Gregory was officially activated this week per Stephen Jones. This is what he had to say about Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore. Unless there's a setback, which is certainly which we certainly don't expect, we're preparing them to play in the game. I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen, but it's just nice to hear. It's nice to finally hear that those boys are going to be back. And you'll hear Dan Quinn talk about that in a second. So you'll get Randy Gregory back this week to practice, uh, as well as Neville Gallimore. I guess the official word won't come possibly until game day. That's what happened with Dan Quinn. I'm sorry, with uh, Demarcus Lawrence. So just kind of keep your ears and eyes open 
for the official wording of that. But it sounds like all these guys are going to be back. And um, we need it. Also expected to return. No Ted, not Joe Philbin. Although I hope he is on the up and up because he's a little bit older than Mike McCarthy. Uh, but it's Mike McCarthy expected to be back in the building on Thursday. Uh, and he's still doing the doing the virtual Zoom meeting type thing. So we tried to hammer this home yesterday about how important it was for these coaches to be around the players and just have a practice in general. The Cowboys didn't really have that. And I know I'm not going to talk about Kellen Moore today from his press conference, but he reiterated that. He talked about how it's going to be nice to have everybody back and doing real practices they haven't had that ability due to COVID one and two the injuries so uh, getting these guys back is going to be very important moving forward the coaches I'm talking about Joe Philbin getting back in the building the assistant O-line coach getting back in the building Mike McCarthy and you know your athletic train or your uh, strength and conditioning coaches and things like that Dallas has been dealing with a lot of these COVID situations uh good thing in regards to the COVID stuff Yesterday, they made a roster move not due to COVID. They cut Breland Speaks, the defensive end, on the practice squad. And around the NFL, according to Michael Gelkin, there were 11, I believe, 11 different COVID cases that came down and affected teams, but none of them were the Cowboys. So hopefully this is a sign of good things to come moving forward. I know the Cowboys have taken precautionary measures to keep these things, to keep this under wraps moving forward. Then Dan Quinn, I usually like to listen to Dan Quinn in his press conferences of all the coaches, the assistant coaches. I mean, you know, you got Quinn, you got McCarthy, who is the head coach. You got Kellen Moore and Bones Fossil. I like to listen to Quinn. Quinn is 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 no filter. We used to always joke earlier in the offseason, sometimes too much of a no filter because he give away some things, but no filter real football guy, real, just real. So I like to listen to Dan Quinn and he had some things to say about getting these reinforcements back on this last block of the season. And also he talked about Anthony Brown and he's one of the the cornerbacks I want to talk about, even though both of the corners we're going to bring up, but um, I had saw in the chat yesterday and then my guy Stevie brought it to my attention that there seemed to be a discourse, a disagreement, I guess. Uh, with AB. So we'll talk about AB and listen to what uh, Coach Quinn has to say about AB. But real quick, I'm hop back into the chat before we get into the first word and come out of that. And uh, I'll open up the phone lines before I start showing some uh, statistics and whatnot. Fresh said, defensive line's about to go crazy. I I, I believe it too. And uh, I know where my man Tom, and I don't see Tom Downey Burner account in here. He said, we got to put the anointing oil away. He, he right. He right. Like We can't crown him yet. When a crown her ass, let's crown him. Can't crown them yet, but I mean, collectively together, that's a lot of talent, man. I'm trying to harken back. Someone said it, I think 2012 might have been Special K, who said 2012 was the last time he felt this good about a front. I believe that was the Demarcus Ware, Anthony Spencer, uh, Brady James. I want to say Canty was still there. No, 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 no. Canty was not there. I don't think Canty was there in 2012, but, but that. That whole group, though, when you had the Canty, the Stephen Bowens, the 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 Hatcher, the, was Hatcher there too? 
We had a good group. I know that. We had a really good the Jay Ratliffs and things like that. There was a really good group. I don't know if it was 2012, though, Special K. But there was a really good group, and that was the last time I kind of could feel good about that front seven. Um, and I think the back, the back end matches it pretty well. There's a lot of names. I'm trying to remember them tomorrow and Milton. I know Ratliff was there for sure in that mid-2000s. But once you got to about 2010, beyond that, I think you start losing some of those guys. Just drop some. Um, TC95 said the Patriots win didn't look so bad. Now, oh, doesn't look so bad now, huh, ESPN? You know they're not going to talk about that. I think Fresh brought it up yesterday when I talked about beating the, the statement games. I, honestly, I should put that up there as a statement game because they hadn't won in Foxborough, I don't think ever, it feels like. <laughs> and they hadn't beat the Patriots in forever. But, yeah, they that was the last time the Patriots lost. Like I said, right now, with the rookie quarterback, the offense is even that good to me, but the defense is great, great coaching. Quarterback doesn't really turn the ball over. Can they really win the AFC? I don't think they really can. But they deserve to be respected that way. And if they did win the AFC, would I be shocked? No, it's Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, usually you get into these playoffs and it comes down to your quarterback making a play. Your quarterback outdueling or your quarterback you know, winning the game or what have you in the last possession. And, and can I count on Mac Jones to do that two or three times in the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. Nonetheless, though, they're a formidable squad. Nine and four won, what, six in a row or something like that. So I got to give respects to the Patriots right now, man. I got to give respects to the Patriots. Uh, Alex said the weather was terrible. Yeah, I saw some uh, Twitter posts where they were kicking field goals. And I watched the field goal that they missed, the, the Bills, but... I hadn't really watched. I was in and out of that game. And I saw pregame. Kicked the field goal from like the 15-yard line, and he completely missed it. And not because he couldn't make it. It was the wind just blew it right out the way. So um, how y'all feel about that? How y'all feel about I saw a lot of people on Twitter going back and forth. Oh, this is so old school. We shouldn't be playing football outside. Oh, this is, you know, everyone should play in the dome. I mean... Teams like the Patriots, teams like 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 that are in the NFC or in the East, teams like the 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 Packers, the Bears, you should probably play outside. You know, that, that that brings a mystique. It also is an advantage. But if you're in Texas, you're in Atlanta, or West Coast, man, just get a dome. Just get a dome, man. Just get a dome. But all right, man. Before I jump into the first word, let me let me hop into uh to the to the chat room or to the phone line. Tony from Tampa. I think you missed us yesterday. I can't remember, but no, you called in yesterday, Tony. What's up, man? Uh, what's good, man? Good morning, man. Good, good morning, morning Cowboy Nation. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I thought you was gonna get into uh, Taylor Heineke, man. Uh, yeah, later, later, I'm, I'm gonna get into it. the uh, storylines, and he's he's part of it. Heineke mania, I guess, right? All right, let me let me give you a little bit on that dude right there. I'm just gonna give you a little bit. I ain't gonna, you know, I ain't gonna mess your show up or nothing. But uh, I'm from Virginia, right? And uh, I was there when Old Dominion first started. Uh, I think a lot of people got Taylor Heineke, man. I, I seen him a lot, man. I went to a lot of ODU games, man, and I seen him throughout his whole career, man. That guy set records in uh, uh, the CIAA, man. Uh, he set records, man, when he was in college, man. The boy can throw, man. Everybody, everybody, you know, he might ain't got the talent around him like that, but 
I'm going to tell you, man, he, he ran a lot and he threw a lot. The boy can run. He can throw. He definitely is a threat, man. Once he get cooking, once he get really cooking, he a threat. So that's why I'm glad everybody back this, this week on a, on defensive line. But one thing I know, he fall, he fall under pressure too. That's one thing I know. I've been watching that man my whole life. I mean, not my whole life, but, uh, you yeah, know, but the whole time he was there at Old Dominion. I think this year, though, he's – one of the things that, that I think about Tyler – Taylor, is it Taylor? Taylor Heineke is that he can put yeah. away a mistake and just keep coming back at you. He's one of those – he's just pesky. Like, you know, when, when you when you want to put him down, he's not down. He just keeps coming. Um, and I think that's why the Washington team keeps rallying around him because he's just going to go out there and be a gritty player. He's not that good by any means, but he's not a he's not terrible either. Um, like you said, he can yeah. throw the rock. Yeah, he, he's he's he, one of those uh, competent quarterbacks that the team can rally behind if you allow them to. But at the end of the yeah. day, we're not going up against a you know a top tier quarterback. This no, you know. not as far as no, he don't he don't got it down like that. But my thing is, uh, the man I seen the man throw for seven hundred yards in a game, man. Have you seen him like, throw for seven hundred? You know what I'm saying. But, but and what? Where? And he out in the NFL? Old, no, 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 NFL, but older men. But well, uh, well, bro, everybody's a beast in college, right? I can throw, man. Huh? <laughs> That's everybody's a you beast. Can make in throw. Yeah, I, I, we're, 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 we're not going to – I'm not going to say he can't throw the rock. Like, like he can throw the rock. Go look at his numbers, actually. He, he's he's a guy that completes a lot of his balls short and at the line of scrimmage. Uh, like most quarterbacks, once it gets to intermediate and deep, it kind of tails off. But he just keeps the team in front of the chains. You know, they're they're mostly a running yeah, team. And yeah. we'll, we'll get into all that this week. But, uh, listen – not disrespecting Tyler Haneke, but but I don't give – bro, Tony, I love you, Tony. I don't care I give a about damn if you threw seven, for 700 yards against an look, XFL look, look, team. Uh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> look, look, don't get me wrong, man. Come on, man. Look, I don't care. I don't care. I hope he do bad. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I don't, you know, I'm not an Old Dominion fan, but my thing is, you know, a lot of people be saying, oh, man, hey, Taylor Haneke, you know, woo, woo, woo. But, uh, you know, all I was saying was, you know, we need to watch him. You know what I mean? The boy can run. I've seen him run. He's used to running. That's what he used to do. And, uh, you know, we just got to watch him. That's all. I'm just putting a little something up there. Like, he ain't no, you know, somebody like uh, Taysom Hill, man. Like, you know, he can make every throw. On oh, no, 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 yeah. He's not, opportunity. he's not Taysom Hill, no. Yeah, you got to put them dogs on him. That's why I'm glad everybody back this week. And as far as, uh, you know, people playing outside, I think everybody should be able to feel the element of the city of what city, you know, they in or whatever, like like a Detroit. I think Detroit should play outside because you know what? they would get that cold advantage. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a good point. Detroit, I wonder if Detroit decided to just play outside, would it change, will it change their demeanor of a franchise? Because they should be a blue-collar city, right? When you go play Detroit, teams should not want to go up in there and play Detroit. Well, when you go play Detroit, you're playing in a dome. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah, it get it, it get cold. It get cold up there. Oh yeah, let's get them a little advantage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I wonder yeah. you know, if I was if I was ownership, I'd think about that. Yeah, man, that it's a little advantage, but I you know I ain't gonna keep you too long, man. I just wanted to throw that in there for your you know for your little you know when you do your thing or whatever yep. when you talk about the Redskins, but. 
that's it, man. I, I call you early. I normally don't call this early. No, right no, here, you but, don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I meant that I was gonna say it, but yesterday, but uh, you know, uh, it's just that I seen the boy play, man. Like I, I seen him when he was a, a red shirt. I seen him all the way till he was a senior. And uh, he's got the underdog you know, I know college is mentality. College, but, huh? He's got the underdog yeah, mentality. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, and he's starting to feel himself. You know what I mean? A little bit. Now, I ain't gonna say a lot, but a little bit. He's starting to feel himself a yeah. little bit. He's dangerous. That's why we need them dogs this week. Put that pressure on him. One thing I know, he fold under pressure now. If you put them boys and knock him in his nose now, you know, hey, you know he'll start I... getting rattled a little bit. If if the cow and, and this is no disrespect to Tyler Heineke, but if the Cowboys let Tyler Heineke come in there and tear them apart, I have no confidence in the playoffs. I said the same thing last week about Taylor, Taysom Hill. If they let Taysom Hill, and this is this is this is these are quarterbacks that come on, man, you're, you're going to play guys that are ten times better than these dudes in the playoffs. If you can't handle these yeah. guys, what are, you know? <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not going to play. Well, one the, thing about it, I could say uh, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to run. Colin Murray going to run, but uh, uh, you know, hey, Tony, AI ain't going to run, man. Tony, if if a quarterback beat me with his legs, then he just beat me with his legs. Aaron Rodgers don't yeah. need to run because he's a freak. He's the one of the greatest of all times. So so you know, I'd rather Tyler Heineke run all over the damn place. Taysom Hill tried that last week and he could not get it done. Right, so I hope he run. I hope he I run mean, fifteen he was times. Hurting us for a little bit, he was hurting us for a little bit with it until we got it down pat. You know, did he? Did, did he? he was hurting win, us a little bit. Did he win the game? Nah. Okay. Nah. Right, just, just saying. When he had to throw the ball <laughs> through, four, so, so you know what I mean. If, if, if he gonna run, let his ass run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But you better keep some type of contain on him, though. You know you don't want him to run crazy. Man. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't you want know? him. We don't. What we don't want to do is he has five runs and they're all first downs, right? We don't want that. But it, but if he can't get the ball off because he can't get it to his weapons and the pressure's getting to him and he got twelve attempts for fifty six yards, but he got or twelve rush attempts for fifty six yards, but he threw the ball twenty eight times, only got a buck eighty. I mean, you live with it. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we win, man, I, this is this is a must win for me right here. Yeah, this this we got We got to go ahead and this is a, put a little statement out there. I ain't gonna keep you too long, man. I, I know too. you got you know got your thing rolling and stuff. So, uh, man, I hit you up, man. I right, appreciate you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into the uh, like I said behind enemy lines. Actually, I won't spend that much time on Tyler Heine- Taylor Heineke anymore because that's who I was gonna talk about at the beginning of all that, but. I come on here. I try to be objective, right? I break down each team. We 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 bring to you guys' attention the 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 positives and the negatives of both teams. And I fight the urge sometimes as a fan to be like, man, he ain't <laughs> right. Like I, I wanted to do that to Tony from Tampa. You know what I mean? Because I really kind of feel like he ain't. But he he can get some things done, and we'll talk about we'll talk we'll talk about Tyler Heineke, or Heineke, or Papa Beer with the Heinekens or whatever, man. All right. Bottom line, if he goes off on you, Cowboys Nation, 
you're not playing the Heineke's in the playoffs. So, so if he come out here and destroy you again, my confidence takes a hit. My confidence didn't take a hit last week against Taysom Hill. Remember what I said? I said the same thing. If Taysom come out here and eat you up, I'm going to be worried. He didn't. Good. Do the same damn thing against Taylor Heineken or whatever the hell this dude's name is. Damn, I feel like I just disrespected, bro. But I, he ain't me, so I don't care. All right, y'all. Let me let me kind of reel it back in. I was on my fandom. I want my fandom mode real quick. Let me bring it back in real quick. And uh, we'll get to the first word. And we'll, we'll hear about Dan Quinn talking about the guys that's going to be chasing Tyler Heineken beer or whatever Bull's name is and um, guarding his receivers. So uh, listen to uh, Dan Quinn real quick. There's some cool trust built and confidence that's that happens when that happens. So sometimes what you think might be the worst thing um, in losing guys for an extended time winds up being the best thing because now we've got a, a big crew that's ready to roll in hard and uh, into this block of the regular season. And maybe we don't have that moment, you know, where we put Micah into some different spots. Um, and now that we have that part of his game, that does allow the, the package to extend more. And uh, I'll certainly be looking forward um, to getting Randy and Micah and Law all together. I think uh, if you had told me the three of those would have been on the field for only 28 snaps uh, heading into whatever it is, week 13 or 14, I said that that's not going to go good. But uh, at the end of it, having guys play multiple roles and doing different things, I think that only adds value to what you're doing. So um, we'll continue to add to the package with those guys. Dan, what do you like about what Anthony Brown can do in man coverage, and how did he show that in New Orleans? Well, one, I was uh, I was certainly proud um, of his effort at New Orleans. It was a, a tough game for him uh, the week prior. And so for him to get right back in and battle for it and uh, play aggressive but still in his own consistent way, I think that shows a lot of who he is as a competitor. And he has real trust in what he does, and we have a lot of trust in him. So, yeah, I think, you know, regarding A.B., you have to be um, honest in the assessment, and you have to talk about what was good and what wasn't. And so – that's not just for A.B., that's for, for any of the players. And so I think he'd be the first to tell you, you know, okay, I grabbed here, I didn't look back, you know, whatever the technique might have been, you know, regarding a foul. And so those are the things that you have to work at. And, you know, that's our job as coaches to look for it in practice and say, hey, that's what, that's you nailed it there, or, hey, let's continue to work on it. And uh, no – body to look further at themselves than AB. And so I, I had a sense that he would play well. I really did. But uh, you got to go out and do it. And uh, that was the thing that I was, you know, like I said, I was very pleased with him. Got to go out and do it. Got to go out and do it. And I think AB has uh, done that this year. But I, I see that he it's kind of the hot button topic now since Jalen Smith is gone on the defense side of the ball. And I don't know why. I truly don't. Because I don't think he's the guy everybody should be, you know, up in arms about on this defense. But I wanted to talk to y'all because earlier in the season, we did a little game we played, and it was Do You Trust? And we talked about a bunch of different players. Do you trust so-and-so? Do you trust LVE was one? Connor Williams was one, and we see how those things went. Uh, I think Keanu Neal was one. Uh, and one of the big ones of the uh, season earlier in the season was Anthony Brown because he had been playing some good ball. I think he still is. And so I'm going to come back to it. Do you trust Anthony Brown in this last block of the season? 
uh, this last stretch heading into the playoffs. And the reason why I wanted to bring that back up is because he went from, you know, that Raiders game, which from the outside looks like he played a terrible game. I promise you he didn't. It's just that, you know, they're going to flag him. And then the next game he played a good game against the Saints. So a lot of people are kind of back and forth on A.B., but do you trust A.B. moving forward? Again, get back in here. Because I know I know we're going to get a lot of people that say no. And I'm cur- I just want to know, or I should have said, has he gained your trust? But we'll talk about it. Do, do you trust him moving forward? I just want to know for those who don't, why, uh, why not? Fresh, okay, that, that's interesting. I trust A.B., but not when the game is on the line. Big boy said, hell no, bring back Cheeto. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if you know how the NFL works, but my guy, but he's he gone. Uh, yes, inconsistent. See, in D-Hood, that's the thing. He's actually been consistent. You heard the coach right there. <laughs> like, that's the thing about A.B. A.B. really hasn't been up and down this year. He's been mostly consistent, but... Um, Steven likes A.B. He's earned a spot. That's the thing with me. He's earned my trust. Earlier in the year, I said, I trust him as far as I can see him. This was like after week five. I trust him as far as I can see him. I don't know yet. We're 13 weeks in, and when you really go look at the body of work from Anthony Brown, I think he's earned that trust. I can see the skeptic. I can see why you'd be skeptical because of the Raiders game, right? Where he got all those penalties and kind of what you think of AB in the past tense. Yesterday's price is not today's price. It's not. It's not, man. I think a lot of people are still holding on to that. I promise you, he's been a really a good cornerback this year, and I'm gonna show you. Uh, but first, let me hop into the phone lines real quick. Let me get Los, and then I'm gonna show you why AB's been pretty solid. What's up, Los? What up, Sky? God bless, man. How you Thanks, doing? Bro. I'm good, bro. Thanks for holding for a little bit there. All good, all good, man. Um, hey, all Capital Nation, make sure you like this video. You know, we have so many viewers up here. Make sure you give Sky the love, man. He he deserves it all in the world. Thank but you, bro. Let me get to it, man. Uh, defense is going to feast on everyone. Um, you got all the D-Law healthy and coming back, just like the caller said. Randy. Tristan Hill. Um, What I do expect more is our run defense was getting burned out there, but since I feel like the D-Law is back, I feel like expect that to get stuffed more. So I think we'll we'll clean up on that side of the ball. And with the yeah, let me ask you a question, Do you think getting D-Law and 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 Randy Gregory back and putting Micah back at linebacker will help the run defense? I sure do. I, I, I mean. You already have two persons that's causing havoc at the quarterback, and you got that Terminator to race those runs. Heck, I mean, he's made plays in that backfield where that running back's like, how did he get there so fast? That's Micah. You yeah. know, he's a he's a lion, man. So it's it, absolutely. And then we I expect more turnovers. I mean, when you get pressure on the quarterback, they're going to put that ball in tight windows, especially on big side. And – Anthony Brown and all these cornerbacks have shown the ability to take away the ball. So let's not give them a reason of a doubt. But I will say this, and I hate to say it, Sky. Don't let, – let's be honest here. Everyone pulls a jersey in the NFL. No matter what, everyone's going to be pulling a jersey. Some are not going to get called. 
some more than others. Sure. We are more some more than others. So I'm looking at Anthony Brown more side of the ball. He's very consistent. I give him that. He is like a top. He he, he he's I, is he a pro caliber corner this year? Not exactly. He's been giving up so many plays. You said, is he a what caliber consistent. corner? Is he a pro caliber, a pro bowler? Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't go as far as pro bowler, but but pro starting, sure. Yeah, a good solid starter for sure. He has been this Uh, year. I didn't expect him to be, but he has been. Exactly. But I just feel like he just needs to clean up on, like, that panic. I feel like the thing with him is when he gets beat on that route and the, the, the wide receiver takes off on him, more likely than not, he's going to be pulling on that jersey. And that ref is going to call it no matter what. You know, we're the Cowboys. For, I mean, know, but, but, but is he? I, I, think about this for a second. Anthony Brown has five penalties on the season. Four of them came in the Raiders game. So is he really pulling on people's jerseys and getting pu- caught for it? He's not. So whatever he's doing in man coverage had been working because he was one of the highest graded uh, cornerbacks in man coverage this year, so I, I can't I, I can't base it off of one game and say oh well he has to stop doing this and doing that. I mean technically whatever the hell he was doing was working. Uh, the Raiders game okay. just was an anomaly in my opinion. Gotcha. And let me clean that up. I'm not saying specifically for Anthony Brown. I'm saying as the whole Cowboys, the offensive line, any cornerback like. Especially, I mean, we we can talk about it. I mean, how many penalties have we had this year just on off, on holding alone? You know, well, you, our guy, our guy Trayvon Diggs leads the league in penalties in regards to the DB. So he's got, I think, like twelve yeah. or thirteen of them. But we kind of gloss it over because when you can get nine interceptions and a couple touchdowns, all is forgiven. Exactly, and like I said, I think no one is capable of beating us once we get healthy and hot. The only people that are capable of beating us is ourselves and those zebras out there, in honesty. So the offense really need to find a way to start early and set that tone how we did coming out the season. And don't let these games come down to the zebras or any last-minute coaching decisions. Very, as in, very you know, great. Very good point. Fog. Yeah, so they really need to set it off. And damn it, Red Zeke. I don't care, man. Let Pollard. And let the dude you traded for get some runs, because Zeke game. I mean, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna let, uh, let Zeke run out there. Uh, he's gonna get some touches. Uh, he listen. If you go look at the first seven weeks of the season, I think it was Tony Pollard in all but one game. Ironically, the first game he had double digit carries. Double digit carries. These last six games, he's only had double digit carries twice. And it makes no sense. You 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 took away his attempts when he was having a good. It just makes absolutely no sense. So I'm I'm hoping they come to you know with this ten days off they come to their senses here and they involve TP more in the run game. Exactly, and like I said, I mean Jerry did it for me, and I think a lot of fans by paying him. But damn it, Jerry, don't keep fooling yourself by keep playing him. I mean, if you really want the best out of your investment, keep him healthy and have it when it matters the most. Sure. I don't know what's so hard about that. I mean, that, that's my, that's all. But my last thing, man, is I hate. Um, if you don't know Dallas Cowboy Nation, I'll, I'll, is it okay if I share the link down in the little whatever? Or you can look it up. 
But if y'all look at the draft room, or I don't, I don't know if you've seen this guy, those war stories that are in the draft room. Yeah, I see some of them. I haven't seen them all, but okay, okay. So in the last one, the last one that came out, it's it's the very last. It's in the forty-one. It's the last story, forty-one minute fifty mark. It talks about Michael Parsons. He, I don't know how fast he was, but I think his time is like a 4.39 when he ran it. Sure. And, and then he always wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. And okay. so, like, I, I look at these drafts, you know, and we got these court, like these players like Dak. He always wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. And to see these two pe- uh, people from both sides of the ball make this step to, you know, make this team of what it is today, I don't know, man. I just feel like some things are meant to be, and I really do feel good about this year. We got a leader on the offense, and we damn – I've been waiting for a, a leader on the defense for so long, and that's Micah, man. He, he's it, man. Don't, don't take, we don't take it for granted. And it, let's say this, guy. Let, let's put all chips on the table. Imagine this. He wins rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, and we win a Super Bowl as a rookie. Just think about that for a second, you know? But well, that's all, man. Our expectations, his expectations are high, and we as fans, we should we should hold this team accountable as high standards as well. Indeed. That's that's all we need to it, guys. All right, bro. That's stop that. Thank you, man. I hope we win Defense Player of the Week this week because we play in Washington. Yeah, I mean those are a lot. I I, I don't want to even think about Rookie of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, and Super Bowl MVP. That's that's a whole trifecta there. The Rookie of the Year is done. He's going to win that. Uh, he's in the conversation for Defense Player of the Year. Let's just beat Washington this week. I, I have a hard time right now bringing up Super Bowl MVP after the last four weeks offensively. We got to get this offense rolling first before we start talking about getting to the bowl again. Okay? Got to get them boys going. Um, let me bring this back to A.B. He talked about A.B. and the penalties and things like that. That's what's weird about A.B. He didn't have many penalties until <laughs> the Raiders game. In fact, it won. No holdings, no pass interferences until that game. So it's an anomaly to me. Um, and when you look at both A.B. and Trayvon Diggs, a lot, of, a lot of no one really likes to bring it up because we always defer to Trayvon, and I still think Trayvon's the best corner. But when, when people do bring up the Trayvon Diggs and A.B. situation, um, it kind of gets the fans riled up. But if you go by the numbers here, they're not drastically different aside from the interceptions um and these are a mix i believe of pfr pro football reference and pro football focuses stats target wise they are both top five in targets uh to 79 and 87 targets so teams are throwing the ball a lot at them and at the beginning of the year most of that had to do with hey when you're up a lot teams are going to what throw the rock um and a lot of teams are going to target anthony brown because for me, for a while there in his career, he's the mouse in the house, all right? And then when you got Trayvon Diggs getting interceptions six, seven weeks in a row, at some point, they're going to stop throwing it to you. <laughs> they're going to stop throwing it your way. So they've both been targeted a whole lot. Uh, Diggs has given up a lot more yards this year than Anthony Brown. A lot of that has to do with some of the big plays and some of the yak. If you look at the yak there, there's a big discrepancy in both because a lot of the yards after catch – and he got credited for that touchdown, was he yes, or on, on Thursday uh, with number 11, where he, I don't know what he was thinking. He just goes in and punches at the ball instead of making the tackle and getting up and playing the next play. He tried to punch the ball. My man 
have has ridiculous speed and scored a touchdown. Um, so that will go on him. And there's similar things like that that has happened this year with the yak yards after catch uh, for Diggs. Uh, AB 267 is not a low number for yak. Um, I think he'll still probably be in the top 10. But again, when you're targeted a lot, give up a lot of receptions in a way because you're targeted. That's going to happen. But the discrepancy is pretty big between the two. They both give up about the same amount of uh, percentage of catches and have about the same amount of pass breakups this year per, uh, per pro football reference. Passer rating is not drastically different, 81 to 72. There's no no ginormous jump there. And then they've both been credited for three and four touchdowns. Uh, where there is a discrepancy is interceptions, obviously, and penalties. I didn't put penalties on here, but I believe Trayvon Diggs has 13 Anthony Brown has five, and four of them came in one game. So, and, he, and you're right. Steven said Diggs doesn't like to tackle. That is another thing that won't show up on the stats. Trayvon Diggs is, is a business decision. Cornerback AB is flying down there. He, he makes a lot of really good tackles at the cornerback position. So, it's not a popular thing to say, but Anthony Brown, aside from the interceptions, has really actually probably played just about the same level of cornerback play as Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> and I know, I know from the from the far to 2020, it seems like that's crazy. Not only is, is the tape showing that AB's been consistent this year, but so are the numbers that back that up. So I just kind of wanted to, to bring this to light because it seems as though... There's, there's a part of the, the fan base that thinks that, and I've seen this, this is no lie, Anthony Brown is trash. Anthony Brown sucks, and I know I have, to, I have to do better at this. I can't always take whatever, you know, the little negative things people say about the players and then give that give that life, especially when it's just not true. That doesn't mean that's just not true. You cannot trust him. You can think at some point he's going to break down and become the old Anthony Brown. But the bottom line in 2021 is Anthony Brown has proven himself to be this year a caliber starting cornerback because I've heard people want to bring in boss man fat this point in the season. I promise you, if you think boss man is just going to enter in there and he's going to be a lockdown corner as a rookie that has minimal snaps, I'll eat crow if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I'm pretty sure Anthony Brown is your is, is your is your guy right now, and we can revisit this in the offseason. So I just wanted that to bring that to light, Cowboys Nation. So so when you are arguing maybe maybe with some rival fans or whatever that oh A B sucks, well no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't suck. He's actually been pretty good this year. All right, man, let's get to my guy B Bird in here, man. What you got for us, B Bird? And my guy Marcus and then Reek on the phone lines as well. What's up, b Hey, what's up, Scott? Nothing much, man. You know who Anthony Brown is? Who's that? He's if uh, feelings are not facts. If he if feelings are not facts with a person, it'll be Anthony Brown. Um, the, the thing the thing is is that we have these years that that we should be saying that about him prior to this year and the first game of this year. So we have some PTSD with Anthony Brown. But if you look at what he's done this year, he's been very solid. Now, he has not been spectacular because that's been on the other side. He's making the, the other side. Uh, Diggs is making the 60-yard, if he's a wide receiver, 60-yard receptions, sure. the dazzling plays or whatever. 
But what Anthony Brown has been is consistent. Now, somebody may point to the Raiders game. We can say four penalties, um, but then we have to say three of them were questionable. Um, yeah. You know, and it was a tightly contested game that he may not get those penalties in other games but I mean, that one. I mean, B-Bird, if, if the Cowboys had the referee squad from the Raiders-Washington game, I doubt it gets flagged four times. So, yeah. I, yeah, well, the game wouldn't even been close if we'd had that because – those are the only thing that kept the Raiders in those games, kept those drives I'm, going, because I think pretty much all those were on third down. Uh, yeah, about to say, I think six or eight, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, six to eight of the penalties extended the drives on third down. They only had three natural converted third downs. The other ones that don't go in the box score were from penalties. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, so uh, you know, with our, our fans, we got to realize that when, when we – say about the negative about Anthony Brown that people are like, well, I feel like, I feel like, no, but then the, the numbers say something different. This guy's been consistent. Cornerbacks are going to get beat from time to time. Mm-hmm. Great ones are going to get beat from time to time. They're not trash because they get beat. Uh, and then we got to even look at the Tampa game. Who beat him? We're talking about A-B. I mean, he's one, he, this guy, uh, if he keeps his head on straight, which he's not doing now, maybe in the Hall of Fame. Um He's one of the best receivers in the league, man. So mm. that's going to happen, man. And even on that, I think the long play, I think y'all even pointed out that it really he needed over top coverage in that and and safety. Yeah, KZ there. came down and yeah. yeah. So that big play, I, I I'm not really going to rag on AB for that. Was kind of a I don't want to call it miscommunication, just one of those things where shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so so the thing is that Anthony Brown is absolutely what we need right now. Is that you know. Uh, one uh, two corner. He's he's fast. Uh, he tackles. Uh, he's not making spectacular plays, but you know he made some great plays in his last game. Um, those two guys are. We have two Super Bowl. You know we can go to Super Bowl with those cornerbacks. I feel real good about that situation. Yeah. Hey, I do have a couple of things. Oh, go on, go on, comment, please. No, I was I was going to say. You know, with with see to me, it's about that front seven. And I talked about how if the front seven comes back healthy, they're healthy in the playoffs, I believe we do have the sec- the secondary uh, to match that. Um, so it'll be all about if teams can take advantage of the linebacker position. But I, I truly do believe between Curse, A.B., Diggs, Lewis, they can get that done. If you go look at Super Bowl secondaries, not named Legion of Boom, not named whatever the defensive Broncos team was, most secondaries are not littered with all pros and pro bowlers. It's the front seven that they usually rely on, but I digress. Absolutely. Hey, uh, so um, I happened to run across a, a, a YouTube video breaking down, you know, Dak and some decision-making about Kurt Warner. Kurt Have Warner, you seen that yet? A bu- a- amazing breakdown. That's the type of stuff I'd rather people watch that's, than, than, than just great, fire man. off crazy takes because I can't put that's, it, I can't put it into words like Kurt did. I'm trying but that man does it because he's Kurt Warner. Amazing video, but you're right, man. People should go watch that, but go ahead. Man, that was amazing, man, because what it this it tells you he he does it in the mind of a quarterback. quarterback. Like what it's so it's so high level, right? And you're looking at it like, okay, it's no, he should do second and then stuff. he's breaking down, no, he should have went here. Yeah, it is it's in depth. If anybody ever gets a chance, I'm I, I don't know what it was, but if you I guess he has a YouTube Kurt Warner. He does. But that uh, breakdown was it. it was just outstanding, man. One of the things uh, you mentioned yesterday was uh, communication on the offensive line, correct? Yes, definitely on the road. So what was that? What was the last part? Definitely on the road. Oh, yeah, on the road, yeah. And so <clears throat> crowd noises was doing that. Um, 
do, do we have any other kind of way to counteract that? Because we're going to continue to have crowd noise. It's going to be crowd noise this weekend. And I know uh, offensive line is susceptible to uh, false starts for that. But the communication, there's got to be another way to communicate. Uh, well, I think that pra- verbal because I, I didn't like go down. I think practicing, <clears throat> right? Getting getting five guys, number one, to practice multiple weeks in a row. Number one, number two, getting your receivers and, and, and quarterback on the same page to practice multiple weeks in a row will help. I think when you disrupt that that practice routine and now you have to do it through Zoom and now you got this guy in and out the lineup, it's going to have an effect, right? Um, we really didn't see that communi- – did we see that communication issue prior to the Kansas City game on the road? We really didn't. No. And w- around that Kansas City game is when you started seeing guys in and out of lineup. So I just think once you get continuity back on the offense side of the ball, that should be cleaned up. These are all veterans. You know what I mean? So I don't really see that be- being a major issue moving forward if people if, – if we have our guys. But if we're going to be in and out, that's going to be a problem uh, in playoffs. Well, and, and and yeah, and 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 just changing uh, because I do want to give a shout out because I did have a concern. I heard you talk about it afterwards. Um, <clears throat> D. Law was great in contain. He he played the end of that line, uh, great. Um, and we needed that, and he he did that. And I was concerned about that, and you wasn't, and you were right about that, man. Because D. Law he he killed it the other day, and it's just plays that you may not, you know, it's not a sack or anything like that, but it may. Uh, It'll alter the play. Him being on the outside, yeah. alter the play, absolutely, and 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 have the help on the way, right? You yeah. know, I, I'm a big guy on you know shrinking the field, and the edges do that, and so yeah. he did a great job on that the other day. And my last thing would be, man, this is uh, I'll let you go. Taysom Hill did run well on us, but I'm gonna tell you something, man. If a quarterback gonna run for 100 yards. <laughs> And that's pretty much be it. I We're going to win that game every time. Every time. I don't care about this running stuff or whatever. I just don't want you throwing for 330 yards, five touchdowns, and just having my defense all stressed out. The running is what 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 he does, and he did it for amount of time. But it's one little factor about that that people is very small. They didn't win the damn game. That's what I so told you. It don't him. matter about all that running around. <laughs> that's what I told you. They didn't win the damn game. I, mean, I don't care how many. You know, you, know, you could do all that you want to. Okay. Uh, get your rushing titles or whatever you want to do. All that. Just take that L and go home with it. That's all I care about, man. And that's all I got today, Sky. I'm going to holler at you later, brother. Appreciate you, B-Bird. As always, man. My man. Uh, that, that, that's what I said. Go ahead. He run the ball 25 times at the quarterback position. Because you know what's going to happen? When the team gets up 10 points, now let me see you play keep away. Go ahead. Play keep away. And don't don't convert, If you don't convert on third down and we get the ball back and go score more points, now you can't run the ball. So um, I'm not worried about Tyler Heineke running. Yes, he can scramble. He'll likely scramble for some yards or for whatever. It's their actual run game the Cowboys are going to have to be worried about. Their, their real run game with their running backs. Um, and that's why I think getting back Neville and getting back Trishan and getting back Randy, uh, D-Law, all those guys are going to help because then it'll put Micah back at linebacker. See, this is a type of game where Micah at linebacker is perfect. And we'll get into all that, the details throughout this week. But this is the type of game where it's perfect because, you know, Logan Thomas, we'll talk about that. Uh, he doesn't have to cover that guy and he can focus on stopping the run game. And then when it's time to go get the cue, you can put him down there and go get the cue. Go get the cue. Great call as always from my man. But yeah, guys, you got to check out the um, the Kurt Warner breakdown of Dak Prescott and in, in, in the Saints game and things like that. He, he man, 
his his mind is just. That's why Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer. He sees it differently, and he's tell he speaks to you differently than as fans we would speak about the game. That's why, I, and Vach says this perfectly. I always try to wait for the All Twenty Two. If you remember when, when I talked about the game, I said is I don't want to, I don't like to have a definitive opinion on the game before I watch the bird's eye view because you just can't see everything from the broadcast view. And there's times they just gloss over certain stuff. And I'm like, damn, I kind of wanted to see a different angle to see maybe what Dak was seeing or what the receiver was seeing or what this offensive lineman was seeing or cornerback, et cetera, et cetera. So I usually wait the next day. And then that's why we do after further review. This may have not been what I thought, or this was what I thought, et cetera, et cetera. So highly, highly recommend getting the bird's eye view stuff and check. And if you can't checking out stuff like this, that puts in perspective the good and bad from um, each player, and specifically Dak Prescott. Got to check it out, y'all. Um, let's get my guy Marcus in the building, man. What's up, Marcus? Hey, man. What's going on, bro? I'm good. How you doing, man? Man, doing well, man. Blessed. But uh, I just wanted to just drop a couple of points on you, man. First off, I want to give you um, just – a, a huge shout out, man. You, you keep it logical. You keep it rational. Even Thanks, in bro. your fandom, you always keep it logical and rational, man. And you speak to fans like, well, I don't even consider myself a fan. I, I consider myself a supporter of the Dallas Cowboys because fans, I'm not a fanatic. I, I don't, I don't go with emotion. Yeah. I try not to be a fanatic, bro. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, that's, that's why I don't refer to myself as a fan anymore, but I wanted to say this, you know, we were talking about AB. I mean, y'all were talking about AB talking about digs. Have you ever read Aesop's Fables? No. Okay, well, a fable basically has a moral to every story, and it normally involves animals. And if you get a chance to research it, look up the tortoise and the hare. That's basically Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown. Trayvon Diggs is the hare. He's very high risk, high reward. It's just that his rewards have outweighed his risk this year. And... Anthony Brown is the tortoise, and he's slow and steady. So he's not flashy, but he's steady. And then the moral of that story is slow and steady wins the race. Remember that, Cowboy Nation, slow and steady wins the race. So when you talk about how A.B. is trash and all these other things, you have to look at his numbers because his numbers are going to tell you exactly what he is. He's highly serviceable at his position. He can start for any other team in the NFL right now based on his stats right now. So if you want to talk about someone being trash, don't say that from an emotional standpoint. Look at the facts and the figures and then make your assessment. So I'll take A.B. all day. I'll take 2021 A.B. all day long and six times on Sunday. Yeah. That's that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Yeah. But go ahead. No, I'm just I, I, it's it's it's, it's kind of crazy to say because we think about yesterday's price not being today's price, but a lot of us are on yesterday's price. I would have never said that coming right. into the season. I would have never said that after week one, maybe week two too. Right. But I would have never said it. Um. But I, I can't ignore it. What what he's been doing, and um. I don't go into the weeks. I and this is going to sound crazy coming out of my mouth. I don't go into the weeks scared of having a B over there. It took a while, me either. But I don't, because I, I I've seen exactly. AB perform very well this year. So, I'm I you know Absolutely. it doesn't worry me. And with that said, and watch you go out there and get cooked by Terry McLaurin or something. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Right, and it's, like I said, I mean I'm I'm trying to remain as I get older, man. 
and more wiser. I try to remain more rational and logical in my yeah. approach. Yeah. And so th- going into this, my second point, you know, we're talking about Micah, you know, the linebacker, you know what I mean? The, 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 the linebacker of this team, he, he's a lion and a linebacker. He's a linebacker. Linebacker. We need him at linebacker, but we want him on the defensive line. But the only way I keep him at linebacker, I need to have my defensive linemen working in waves. I need D-Law. I need Gregory. I need Gallimore. I need Tristan. I need Dorrance. I need Carlos. I need, I think I said Gregory. I need those guys to come in waves. Because when you work in Osa, you know that's my dude, Team Osa. When you have those guys coming in waves, that makes your linebackers better. That makes your back end better. So if we're able to get our full defensive line in at least two to three ways, yeah, Micah's going to eat. He's going to be guaranteed defensive rookie of the year, and he's going to be in strong contention for defensive player of the year. He That's could, just what it is. He could not play another every, snap, but he's going to win defensive rookie of the year. That, exactly. He, he, he could be done. right. He has more sacks right now than career what Chase Young has. Just let that sink in. Halfway through, what, five games left? Ten sacks? And Chase Young only has nine for his whole career? Eight games left. But Chase Young is supposed to be this guy? He's supposed to be the guy? Come on, you got, again, look at the stats. Look at the production. And then when you're talking about he's like in the bottom 100 of pass rushing attempts, do, do, do you know what that means? How That means how he's <laughs> yeah. highly successful when he's going to the quarterback. But he doesn't take a lot of attempts yep. to get his production. That says, that says, I can't, that, that speaks for itself. I don't even have to explain it. So It'll make these, these Washington Washington fans talking about Chase Young, even though he's injured, and how much better he is than Micah. Are you kidding me? Chase Young plays a position where he's supposed to be getting the quarterback, but yet he's not showing the production that a guy that's a linebacker, middle linebacker, is getting the more production out of you as a defensive end when that is literally your job is to go after right the quarterback. Man, listen, man, there, there's no doubt about it. Michael Parsons is one of the best defensive players in this game right now. Period. Right, it, I mean, it's not even close. I don't even care that he's a rookie. <laughs> He gets if he gets two in this interceptions and over a hundred tackles, he's defensive rookie of the year. Period. Rookie, Period. bro, bro, he, he's may, rookie of the he's defensive, defensive rookie of the year right now. If he gets over a hundred tackles yeah. and get, and gets you where's he at now? Ten sacks and gets you twelve and a half to fourteen sacks. He don't even need a pick, in my opinion. He he is in 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 serious consideration for defensive player of the year, especially. And I love the. Especially the, if the team is what thirteen and four, twelve and five, and, and I know the front runner right now is what Miles Garrett and, and, and T.J. Watt, whose teams are probably not right. going to make the playoffs. Give me a break. If those are your front exactly. runners on, on a team who's, and I get it's a team game, but it doesn't matter. You know, it, if they don't make the playoffs, that's an individual, that's an individual award. But you being on a team, a certain team that still carries a certain amount of weight. So yeah. you don't. That's why you don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars have any defensive standouts because they're the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Detroit Lions. That's why you don't see anybody all pro in the Detroit Lions because the team you play for actually matters. But that was my second point. This is my last thing I'm going to tell you, brother. You know, I have followed you, man, for the last, I would say, three to four years, faithfully. And I wanted to share a quote with you, man. It's by 
someone named Blase Pascal. And I believe that this actually sums you up in one quote. It says, eloquence is a painting of the thought. Mm. I'm going to say that one more time. Eloquence like is a painting of the thought. You keep doing what you're doing, bro, because I believe, man, that God has something on the horizon for you that you're not even going to be able to receive. Mm. Just continue doing what you're doing, bro. God has his hands all over you, bro. Hey, man, one game at a time, Cowboy Nation. I ain't got a chance to call you in a while. Been out here working and hustling, but I wanted to just drop that that good word on you, man. I came across that quote, and I said, I got to call Scott with this one. Yeah, I had to I'm write that down, man. Time, I like Cowboy that, Nation. Yeah, eloquence is a painting of the thought. Hey, hey Marcus. Even in his fandom, even in his fandom, y'all, this man still comes with logic, truth, and common sense. I'm going to let you have the last word, bro. This your show. Man, I appreciate that. But no, I was going to say is hit me up off air. Uh, I want to get some recommendations from some some books from you, man, because you're you're very eloquent and you're dang on self. And you you drop a lot of gems. And I know you get this probably from some books and things like that. So I would love for you to hit me up off air and uh, recommend some of those books that you read. You, you want me to just do it in the comments? I mean, uh, the, no, the no, hit me. Hit, hit, I think you are we. Uh, I think you got me on Facebook, don't you? No, I'm. I, I'm, I actually do not. Man. What about Twitter. Um, you said what? You got me on Twitter. On Twitter? No, sir. I do not. Then, then that's cool. Drop it in the comments in the comments section, and I'll just pull it from there. Well, not this one because it's going to get erased, and I won't be able to find it. Go uh, drop it after the show, okay. I guess, in the comment section. Then I'll, I'll do you one better, man. I'll drop you a PayPal and put oh, a message man. in there, man, that have my first, have my information in there, my my personal email, because I love to stay in touch with your brother well, again, man. Just keep doing what you're doing, bro, because I literally look forward to listening to you every single morning. When Thanks, I'm talking bro. about all of my YouTube YouTube creators, the content creators, dude, in my opinion, you're number one. Wow. You get my attention every single day, every right. single day. I am looking forward to 8 o'clock-ish. Every single morning before I hit these streets, man. So, man, I'm gonna get back to these streets, man. But just be blessed. Take care of yourself, man. Take care of your family, man. Again, God has His hands all over you, bro. Man, that's heavy, bro. I thank you, brother. Thank you much, man. Marcus, always with the kind words, man. Always with the kind words. Uh, have a good one, Marcus. I missed some super chats. My bad, y'all. Let me get to them real quick. I know there was a couple. That's heavy, though. You know, this is a strong community. Um, I still feel as though I'm working my way up into that community. It's kind of crazy when I hear people, you know, mention me amongst those guys that I've been watching for years, my dangling self. Uh, I just still feel that. I've always had a mentality, though. I, I never feel like I, I've arrived anywhere yet. I'm still trying to get there. So I appreciate that, Marcus. Um, let me, like I said, let me get to some supers that I, my, my bad, y'all. I missed some. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Earlier, super chat, Chef Mac, who, by the way, uh, salute to you, Chef Mac. I'm not sure if you're still in the chat. Um, I understand you just started a YouTube channel yourself and you refer to a lot of the pillars of this community as inspiration. Uh, keep grinding, brother. Keep doing your thing. Uh, he says, man, I'm hyped this morning. So ready for this game uh, below the heavens. Super chat. He said, just watch Kurt Warner's video. And man, I'm pissed. <laughs> and I'm pissed. Tom Downey burner account. Super chat. Uh, is one tech you watched the whole twenty two minutes? Is one tech defensive tackle the biggest hole in this defense right now? I th- 
I think, man, that's one of the biggest holes on this defense for years. For years, Tom. Uh, I'm calling you Tom. I don't even know your real name. But Tom Downey Burner account. I've been clamoring for a nasty one tech forever. It's why I said, if you guys seen the movie, um, what was it draft day? I said, Vita Vea was it Vita Vea or else or Via Vea or nothing. Now something I forget what the what the what the uh, quote was from draft day, but Vita Vea is who I wanted years ago. I believe that was the was that the LVE draft? Could be wrong, but I think that was the LVE draft. I wanted Vita Vea. I, I did a, and if, if you guys know me in the off season, I do a lot of series, you know, 2020 hindsight type series, uh, where we review the, review the players. I do state of the unit series and I do series about free agents. And I was hammering the table for one of these dominant one techs slash threes guys who can kind of play both. So a time I'm, I'm one of those guys. I want a true one tech that's a problem, a Jordan Davis type guy, or it even got to be Jordan Davis who who may not even make it to the Cowboys wherever they pick. Uh, maybe he will since he's a one tech. But if you're not going to give me a dominant type guy, then you got to give me a collective of, of guys like a Brent Urban who, not dominant, but does his job well. Not going to be a Pro Bowl guy, but but sets up everyone else. Um, I'm hoping by, by some point, at some point, Quentin Bohanna becomes that guy. He's a six-round pick. It may not be for another two years, right? It may not be to the end of his contract. He may be a slow cooker. CAB, for instance. But, um, yeah, one tech is is a massive hole on this defense for years. Now, with that, with that said, I think Hamilton has played better this year. You know, when he had that good game against the Vikings, I was saying I need to see him be more consistent. I think he's starting to be a consistent player on that line at one tech enough to be a disruptive force down and down out series in series out probably not but but enough to earn his spot on the roster earn his keep absolutely Stephen white called it the plug tech I like it uh, uh thank you miss uh charlene i appreciate that uh big fatty in the middle and that could be me kind of a little bit of old school in me as well and he grew up on the gilbert browns and Tony Saragusas, right? And, you know, those type of guys. I, I kind of, you know, the Vince Wilforks. I kind of enjoy having that guy smack dead in the middle that you can't move, right? And that's going to take up two guys and, and keeps your linebackers clean and on the occasion can push the pocket. This ain't the 90s anymore, though. This ain't the early 2000s. I completely understand teams are going to use your slow, fat guy against you. Uh, but, there's still some dudes in the 310 to 25 pound range that that are ridiculously strong that can do those things too, unless you get me one of those island type of uh, players. They're, all those dudes seem to be disruptive one techs, and they run about 340. So, uh all right, man. Dan says, "Damn, just what I need. Another great show." Ah, oh, man, appreciate that, Dan. Appreciate that. Let's let's get into a little bit of the storylines to go behind enemy lines to talk about these um, Washington Washingtons, or as my guy Vach says, the Washington football characters. <laughs> I like to call them the Washington Washingtons. So we we talked about Tyler, and we'll get to if it, if it is Tyler. I think it's Tyler Heineke, but 
we'll get to Tyler after this this first part, which is that they are a hot football team. So that's something that you got, you know, you got to keep in the back of your mind when you come out at the beginning of this game. They're on a four game win streak and they're going to come into this game playing like that. They did that over the last three weeks. And I think it was fresh at the beginning, the beginning of this show that said, they, you know, Tyler did beat. Tampa Bay. And that's where it started. He beat Tom Brady. You know, Washington, Washington's beat Tom Brady. And he played well in that game. Um, and that's the thing, right? Like, I'm a fan. <laughs> and while I think, you know, Tyler Tyler Beer ain't I understand the dude can make the throws. I understand he can beat you, right? Like, he can beat you. And when their defense is playing well, he can beat you. But they beat Tampa Bay, went on to beat Carolina in, in who was it? Cam Newton's return, Seattle, and then Las Vegas last week. So these these boys are on a roll. They're feeling good. They're well coached. Ron Rivera is is a is a good coach. He gets those guys to play for him. So you got you're going to have to come out on the road, by the way, and match that energy, which, in my opinion, comes from Tyler Heineke. It does. I think it comes from Tyler Heineke. And I put Heineke mania kind of just. Just playing around. But no, seriously, man. He's he's a gritty quarterback, a swashbuckling, one of those swashbuckling quarterbacks that don't kill me when I say this. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to take a sip of this drink here so I can wash this out of my mouth. He has some Tony Romo to him. I can't believe I said that. Don't care. Is it Taylor? I said Tyler. See my badge, y'all. Taylor Heineken. My apologies, T- Taylor Heineke. I'm gonna go ahead and fix your name after this show. But he has this—he he has some swashbuckling Romo to him, right? Where the undrafted free agent underdog guy gets thrown in there, runs around, makes these plays, and I don't mean prime Romo. I'm not talking about 2014 Romo, 2012 Romo. I'm talking early years Romo. He makes a lot of mistakes, but he makes some plays. The team rallies around him. You kind of don't know what the hell you're going to expect. There's the role momentum, right? There's that roller coaster with Tony. But dang it, every time he gets the ball in the fourth quarter, you're like, I think we got a chance. Let's see what happens. And it's a roller coaster. And I feel like that's what um, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Heineke is. Okay, I'm going to get to that hashtag, Stevie Mac. Thank you for that. So, have fun with him earlier in in this show. And like I said, you know, I battle that being objective part of me and being a fan. And the fan of me is like, I swear, for goodness, I'm not going to use the Lord's name in vain. For goodness, if he, if he just chews you up, there is a little bit of concern. I get he did it against Tampa, but... Tampa's allowed to kind of, all right, we know, because we know Tampa turn, can turn it on. We know Tampa's defense has done that, right? Dallas defense is still trying to prove itself. So go out here and prove it that you're not going to let a Tyler Heineke outdo you. Now, he's going to be without one of his main weapons, and that's Logan Thomas, who I put likely because I don't think anything came down, but he's likely out against Dallas. Um, good news for them. They come back with the reports that, he did not tear his ACL, MCL, so that's good news. But I believe he's still going to be out for a significant amount of time. So no Logan Thomas is massive, guys. Logan Thomas chewed up the Cowboys linebackers last week. Um, I'm sorry, last year. 
on the road. And this year, they, they'll have t- Taylor Heineke throwing their tight ends the ball. I believe, what's the cat's name? Ricky Seals Jones may still be out, so he may not be available. And that makes it, in my opinion, an advantage for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not frightened from their tight ends. So I, I personally believe this is going to be a heavy run game, a very heavy run game with a lot of play action. And the Cowboys are going to have to stop the run. They do have Scary Terry over there. And Scary Terry got off on, on Diggs last year, right? Remember, hit him with that double move. And Diggs got burnt. This year, Diggs has been getting hit with double moves, but he hasn't been getting burnt with them. He's put himself in positions to make plays. Last year, he was a rookie. That was about the turning point for Diggs, by the way, to have way of the season. Um, but Scary Terry is a guy that, that Taylor is going to be throwing to a lot. So I hope the game plan is to kind of corral him and, and make everyone else beat you. On the defensive side of the ball, their defense is playing real well. And that's without Collins. That's without Montez Sweat and Landon Collins, by the way. And that's uh, without their rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year, Chase Young. So Coach Rivera uh, talked about Landon Collins and Montez Sweat being hopeful to play this week. And we know Montez Sweat, right? He had that pick six last year against uh, Andy Dalton, and he just harassed our offensive line, our, our downed offensive line last year. So getting him back will only be helpful. Landon Collins has been playing more of that linebacker role. Getting him back will only be helpful. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. But I really do think this is going to be a battle of, of the Cowboys offensive line having to contain their defense line. Even without a Montez Sweat and Chase Young, they have a formidable interior really good interior including those Alabama boys so that's that's a little bit behind enemy lines and some of their top storylines right now um, we're going to get more involved with X's and O's I know we've kind of touched on a little bit of, of um, Taylor and things like that we'll bring out the tape we'll bring out some of the film like we do every every week I think starting tomorrow we'll do their offense and then Thursday we'll bring on a Koye and we'll kind of do everything and then Friday will be our fan Friday and we can talk about whatever y'all want to talk about so that's kind of how the, the week is going to go about so let me hop back in here to the chat uh my guy where'd you go Trey he says I think your show's professional but still can reach and relate to appreciate that Trey um there was a hashtag thank you Stephen Mac there it goes so a little bit of news I got my news y'all I do now, y'all know, this is why Jerry needs to just shut up sometimes, but this is what this is what Stevie Mac is telling me, y'all. Um, Jerry hinted that Lyle Collins will remain the starting right tackle and still will be used as the sixth offensive lineman in sub packages. Okay. All right. That's something to keep our eyes on. Is this... Is this Jerry being Jerry or is this gamesmanship? I feel like I got to say that every week now because of how McCarthy likes to play it. I think at some point, it's only year two of McCarthy. If McCarthy's here long term, he'll learn how to trick Jerry because I think Jason did a decent job of dealing with Jerry's stuff. But McCarthy flat out keeps everything close to the vest. He doesn't want to tell you what's going on. I'm almost positive if Jerry didn't say that, McCarthy would have never said that. But according to Stevie McNamara, God, Sounds like Jerry is saying that Collins will remain at right tackle. Still will go back to your swing. But the one I'm really trying to, I'm kind of interested in is what are they going to do with McGovern? Uh, I feel like Connor Williams, we've seen three games 
games with McGovern. And I think Connor Williams has played better than McGovern. I think that's the move you make. So if, if you get something on that, uh, please let me know. Let me know. David Jenkins says, Sky, you know I live here in the DMV area. Washington fans talk uh, on the radio, said the same thing about Taylor reminding them of Romo. Okay, yeah. Did y'all kill me for that? I didn't go in the chat. I, I, I didn't know if I got, if y'all threw stuff at me, hit me with the booze, dipped out, dipped out on, on the chat. I don't know. I don't, y'all ain't kill me for that. All right. He just do. He kind of remind me of a early, early Tony Romo. All right, man. I got CJ on the horn, and then and then Mel. Hold tight, Mel. CJ, what's up, brother? What's going on, Sky man? Hey, man. I'm from Virginia too, man. So I hear all these Washington, Washington fans. Yeah, they like talk to about. They talk a lot of trash. They man. beat us last year twice, but like you said, yesterday's price is not today's price. Man, the inflation so crazy on today's price because last year they had Andy Dalton. They got discount, you know, discount double check. They got discount quarterback. They fitting to get full <laughs> price with inflation, Dak Prescott. So, okay, keep thinking yesterday's price the same price. Okay. Yeah, that that, that was the main thing that I want to get to. And um, another thing is um, I had said it in the comments earlier. I, I could do this again. But I think we're going to have a good game. Um. I'm concerned about them running. We have to make tackles. The tackling is going to be a major part, Trayvon Diggs. But we got to make tackles. Stop trying to strip the ball. Yeah. Stop trying to strip. We got to wrap up. And I remember what I was going to say. Um, Tyler Heineke, he doesn't throw the ball away a lot. Mm. So with D. Law and and Randy Gregory on the outside. If he rolls out, he's going to try to make a pass just like Tony Romo used to do. He's concerned about his stats more than anything to me. So that's going to be something that we have to look forward to this week. And sick deep stats. <laughs> Let him sit down for the week. Man. Yeah, we all agree there. I mean, yeah. most of us agree on that one, yeah. Yeah, man. But um, keep doing your thing, Sky, man. I love the show. You know I'm here every day, man. Appreciate that. Oh, that's about it, man. You take it easy. Yep, definitely a loyal listener, man. I appreciate that, bro. Have a good All right, one. bro. Yeah, he briefly talked about it, and that's something we'll talk about with their offense, man. It, it without a doubt, runs through their run game. No pun intended. It, it definitely goes through their run game. Uh, they do a good job with the play action, Heineke rolling out, things like that. Um, but, but I, I like the matchup. I, it's, it's crazy as it sounds. If you're going to give me D-Law back and Gregory and Neville and Tristan and, and, and Randy, then I can put Micah at run, at linebacker. I do like this matchup, man. I meant to touch on that earlier. Again, actually touch on it. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more throughout the week. I think you heard Dan Quinn actually bring up not having to move Mike around so much like they did earlier in the year without those guys. Sometimes it was without one or the other, and a lot of the times it was without both. Um, so putting him back at backer and then blitzing him from that formation or, or sliding him down in what uh, Vosh likes to call the end game package. I like that way better than NASCAR. And that's when they put out four defensive ends. And by the way, that's not like it's new. Like they they did that last week. And I remember looking over to Jesse and saying, yo, look at that lineup, man. They got... Armstrong, they got um, Golston, they had Lawrence, and I want to say Micah or, or, or Basham, all 
on the line, which is a traditional NASCAR package, but it was all defensive ends and, and true defensive ends, not one of those guys as a hybrid. So I love that in-game package, especially, I mean, can you, can you just imagine? You run that package, right? And say you put Keanu Neal at the middle on passing downs. You bring Micah down. And you got, you know, Randy, Micah, D-Law, and insert whoever the hell you want. Dorrance Armstrong, I, I kind of like Dorrance Armstrong there. Terrell Basham, whoever you want in that in that package. Man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, what's up, Michael Gibson? How you doing, man? What's going on, Mel? My guy, Mel. What's up, bro? Big Scott, what up, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, so I'm, I'm good, player. So I really like our matchup this week with our defense up against their offense. I watched the, I watched their game uh, against the Raiders. I'm going to be honest, that's the only game of them I've watched this year, but it is the most recent one. Yep. But um, they're going to come out and they're going to run the football. This is a running football team. Indeed. At least from what I saw this past week, this is a running football team. Um, and they're going to use that run to set up their pass. They're not going to just drop him back. He's, he's not He's not taking seven-step drops. He's not taking those five-step drops. He's not, you know, reading field, reading the field and, um, you know, dissecting the defense. He's not going to come out and cut us up. But what they are going to do, they're going to they're going to use some of those play actions. They're going to roll him out. They're going to try to hit, you know, uh, what's the guy, Scary Terry or – They've got another guy to use number one. I don't. I don't know his name, but uh, I know they, Curtis they Samuels is another guy that they What's have. His name? Well, I know Curtis Samuels is another guy they have, but you're you're talking about uh, Carter or what have you. But Curtis Samuels and 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 Scary Terry are their two most, I guess, scary weapons. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah. I saw them use number one, sort of like a gadget guy. Carter, um, not yeah. really like how we use Pollard, but. More so like quick screen game. Uh, he's their punt returner. They were using him a little in the passing game. And, of course, they were using the tight end a lot. Um, they were using both tight ends. They weren't just using uh, Logan Thomas. They used the other one, too. But and They um, had to because Thomas got got injured. Yeah, because Thomas <laughs> got out, yeah. But um, they're going to come out. But the main thing is Gibson. They, they use him in the passing game. They use him in the run game. Um, they give him sweeps. They get, he, you know, he, uh, yeah. he runs off tackle. He runs in the B gap, runs in the A gap. So we got to come out, man. And we definitely got to stop the run. I'm not too worried about their, like, I don't think, uh, Heineken or Heine, Heine, Heine or whatever the hell his name is. He's not going to come out and give us, <laughs> he's he not going to come out and give us 375. He's not going to come out and give us 350. That's, it's not going to be that type of game for them to win is they're gonna. He um, Gibson is gonna have to give them, you know, a hundred, hundred and twenty. Heineken's gonna have to throw for maybe two hundred, one seventy-five range. You know, a touchdown here, and and mainly they do ball control. So I think if if that can come out, we get up on this team early. We we force them to have to, you know, um, get them out of that run game. I think we're gonna be straight, even with the weather. But the weather is concerning to me a little bit. And see, and, and that's the thing. Last week, remember, and, and we'll, like I said, I'll go in depth more. But last week, I talked about having to be patient against that kind of defense. I think this week, you can press it a little bit earlier. And maybe they need to, regardless of the defense that they play, they need to press it a little bit earlier because it seems like the team gets in a better groove when Dak can press it more, um, especially when your run game's not going. I, I'm hoping the run game can break this spell. But if the run game is not going to break this spell, 
I feel like just handing the ball off to 21 for two yards in a cloud of dust just because does nothing. I understand you got to deliver some <laughs> some some blows, right? You got to deliver some body punches to loosen them up. But I don't even think Zeke is giving you body punches at this point. You know what I mean? It's no, like he's swinging not. At he's air. not giving. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if you're just swinging at air, all you're doing is tiring yourself out. So Zeke you know, getting on your shoulders. <laughs> right. Like, so so if if the run game is not going to be successful offensively, then I'm not saying abandon it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying put the ball in another person's hands. But what I'm saying is maybe come out and press them a little bit more. Maybe start with. Tony Pollard, maybe get him outside. And, he, and, and, and Kellen talked about that. Maybe get some swing passes, some quick slants. Mel, how many times did we talk about getting the ball in C.D. Lamb's hands, hands early? You know, things like that, some up-tempo. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands and let them make plays, and then that will loosen up the defense for you to take your shots, et cetera, et cetera. They came out, play one, play action, max protect, two wide receivers into eight defenders and try to hit a big play on the first play of the game against – that's not what I mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm talking about a little bit more up-tempo uh, a speed game against a defense who is playing well. But if we're talking about player for player, you got the advantage. And, you know, that's, that's the thing with us, right? When we line up player for player, we love all our matchups every week. You know, we, we know that we have the players player for player. It's just, okay, well, you know, we've been dealing with injuries, but if you look at it now, they're, on defense, I did not see too yeah. many guys that were, quote-unquote, difference makers. They got a couple of guys along that D-line that are some difference makers, even outside of Chase. On the, the corners, we're not, you know, the, the Raiders really didn't have too much of a wide receiver to even test them. But, um, you know, Gallup, CD, and uh, and Omari, somebody's going to have a day. You're not going to stop all three of those guys. Somebody's going to have a day. Omari should be back to at least 75%. So if we can if we can get him back in, is Sid back this week? Well, 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 Omari's not hurt. All Omari needed to do was get his win back. Um, that, yeah, that's yeah. even what I mean. Because you know, when you're dealing with the COVID, you're dealing part of it your is yeah. your lung capacity. Yeah. So just um, you know, hope and I and from what I was understanding was he was having a rather tough time getting his win back after even after he was cleared. Like well, he was still having somewhat of a tough time getting his win back. That's right. why I was saying, make you know, hopefully he's at least at seventy five percent. But you're right, should be should be more. Um, well, you but talked if we to, can get him back. You talked about their corners. They do got two. William Jackson III and Kyle Fuller are, are, are serviceable corners, and some would say better than that. But at the end of the day, I say this every week. You give me a healthy Amari CD and, 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 and uh, Gallup, I, I truly don't care who your corners are. Um, it's just a matter of if can the Cowboys block it up and can we dial up the right play at the right time. Um, our guys are better than those guys one-on-one. But, but just giving respect to their corners, Kyle Fuller and uh, William Jackson III, Pretty decent. Yeah, they they decent, but so that's two guys. We got three. Well, so, well we got three, like and, and to get your linebackers of sus. Um, Jamin Davis, I love his athletic ability, but he's still a young linebacker trying to figure out the game mentally. Um, you can take advantage of their safeties. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, though, it, it, I hope this is a game where they can get the run game going again, Mel, but I, I have a bad feeling because, you know, I, I, I don't. Trust Connor? I don't know that I – I like the way Biotish has been playing, but what is one of the things that we, we kind of get on Biotish and Connor Williams about? 
when they go up against these top uh, against these top tier interior linemen, they're going to lose half of those battles. And I'm telling you right now, Deron Payne and um, uh, was it Jonathan Allen are are problems. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. But like we say, man, player for player, I I love I love what we have. But I think you hit it on the nose. You said it uh, maybe the call before a little bit earlier. Energy. We got to come yeah. out. Match that energy. This is a confident football team. They're a very confident football team. They're going to play with energy. We got to come out and match that. Don't just rely on the talent. Don't just rely on the play caller. We got to come out, match the energy, respect the opponent, um, you know, play it like it's a big game because it is. If we do that, I, I, I love our chances, man. All right, I'm with you, bro. All right, bro. Have a good one. You too, man. Appreciate the call as always, Mel. One of our day ones. Um, yeah, Stan. So, so no, I'm actually talking about Connor Williams. A lot of the times, one of the things we talk about about Connor Williams and Tyler Biotis is that they struggle with top-tier interior linemen. Um, McGovern is the starter, but I, I, I just I think McGovern is going to have his he's going to have his fair share of problems with pain, which most people will with pain and with Allen. They just are. These guys are elite interior defensive linemen. Um, that's why I kind of worry just a little bit about running up the middle the way we've been running up the middle um this game i would love to see it i would love to see the run game get back on track because i think this offense needs it to get back in that groove especially heading into december uh y'all know me it's never about running it 45 times it's about getting back to being efficient if the game plan calls for that because they ain't stopping you then you continue to do it aside from yesterday or last night where the wind is blowing 75 miles per hour. I don't think any any team goes into the game saying, I want to run the ball 40 times. Because it just realistically does not happen on a consistent basis productively. And you don't win Super Bowls in that manner in, in this day and age. But where you can is when you run efficiently. And, and the Chiefs do that very well. They're not a team that's going to run the ball 75 times. I'm just exaggerating. But when they run, they average 4.5, 4.6 yards per carry because of the way they run it and how they run it. Um, I'm not saying throw it 45 times either. I'm just saying we were one of the best, most balanced teams I had ever saw in the last five years, the first or ever seen in the last five years in the first, what, six or seven weeks. We got to get back to being that balanced. We're off balance right now. And if, if, if an offense is off balance, when you get into the playoffs, you cannot go through an entire playoff slate being an unbalanced team you cannot and i'm not and that does not mean you again you have to throw it or run it 45 times or throw it 45 times you just have to be efficient on both sides of the ball um and this team is built to be efficient think about it for a second this team is built to run and throw the ball that's their scheme that's how they design and call their plays that that's how they've built their personnel um and when you don't do that I think you you give the defense an advantage. Keystone, what's up, good brother? Oh, hold on, I didn't even bring you in. There you go. What's up, Keystone? Hey, what's going on, fam? Is there any, any type of noise in the background? Uh, a little little tough to hear you today. You got me on speaker. Give me give me one second. Okay. Can you hear me now? Much better, yep. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what I wanted to bring is, because um, you notice, like, when we face other opponents, and you always, they always come with that same recipe on how to stop Zeke, stack the box, and, you know, some teams have still been doing that this year towards us, and I think the Washington team going to do that against us. Don't you think it's necessary that we ought to stack the box against Antonio Gibson, knowing that he killed us twice last year? Yeah, give him a, a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, yeah, I, I can get down with that. I can get down and get, giving this team a taste of the medicine they give the Dallas Cowboys because it is it is Heineke at quarterback. Um, you, they do have a weapon in Scary Terry, but you, you can still kind of shade over there. You don't got to worry about Logan Thomas killing you up the seam. Uh, Samuel hasn't really been getting off as a receiver that much this year. Sure, I would definitely test those waters, and they will. Trust and believe me. We're a man-to-man cover one team this year, majority uh, of the game. So I would definitely do that. Last year, I don't know what Mike Nolan was calling, and then you had LVE and Jalen Smith, that linebacker, the interior. It was just all bad, and he just tore us up last year. But absolutely, the game plan should be to stop that run game and put it all on, on Heineke, on Heineke's Heine. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to add on to is um, DeAndre Carter, number one. He's he's sneaky and dangerous. Oh, you got to be on alert for him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little jitterbug. He's there. Uh, who's the cat last week? That number eleven was it Harris or something for the Saints? Their returner mm-hmm. and they're and they're kind of not gadget guy, but they're quick guy, quick hitter guy. I can't remember. His, I think it was something Harris. Could be wrong, but. Um, yeah, that that's that's one of the guys that you got to kind of watch for. But again, if he beats me, I mean, I take it. Yeah, and um, I'm still trying to figure out, knowing that JD McKessick he might not play, knowing that he was pretty much their catching back. My question is also is why aren't they utilizing Corey Clement? And this is a man that won a Super Bowl with Philly, so he has the experience. Why aren't they not utilizing this guy? A Keystone, he he's the guy I said, if you're not gonna go sign a, a a running back and everyone is worried about, oh, you know, third down, blitz pickup, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Corey Clement did that exact role for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017 to 2018. He was literally a third down back that won in there, caught some balls at the backfield, ran it a few times, but was mostly uh your guy that picked up blitzes and, and went out for passes and played special teams. Uh at this point, that's all you have is Corey Clement to play that role since you didn't go out and get a running back. But, oh well, it is what it is. It's running back position, man. If you can't get by with Tony Pollard and Corey Clement, then, you, you know, you really can't run the ball. That's how I look at it. No, not at all. And um, you know who I also see on that Washington defense that started to pick it up a little bit and that no one's talking about? And that's Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. That's who I brought They're up earlier. Yeah he's, starting to, yeah, he's starting to pick his game up a little bit. And he's a side-to-side type of go-to guy, too. So I still think we should pick on him a little bit and see where his head really is with Dalton Schultz because I could see if they'll try to, you know, try to take Dalton Schultz out of the game. But he's my X factor on that offensive end. Yeah, I'm going to go get in the lab and see how they play some of these um, these running teams. It's just I I don't know that I can call Dallas a running team right now. You know what I mean? We're not. So it's like, do I want to do I want to hit the lab on a running team, or do I want to hit the lab when they play? You know, a, a, a who was a Kansas City type squad where they threw the ball and, and et cetera. But it, it, the Cowboys just aren't a running team right now. Not even a, not even good at running the ball. 
you know, not even remotely We're not good because at. we have no run blockers. Yeah, my bad me to cut you up. We ain't got no run blockers. I mean, that's the difference I was looking at between McGovern and Williams. And even if Williams was to play, he's going to struggle with Deron Payne. I could see him getting a couple of holding penalties. Wait a minute. See, that's the thing. Wait a minute. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go yeah. back. Go back. Go back. Go back. You said we don't have any run blockers. Are are you just no. are, are you saying we have some weak links that that aren't run blocking well, or are you considering the entire line, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins as not run blockers? No, I'm just looking at what's going on with the center and the left okay. guard. Okay. Okay. Because them two right there is not creating holes for them to run through. We're still getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Now I see Pollard getting a couple of big breaks. But overall, he don't really be consistent getting through the gap because there's no holes being made. Just like we had to run a sweep against New Orleans for Pollard just to get, just to get loose and get that. We're not a up the gut type no. of running team right now. And I don't Kellen continues to keep doing and that. There we go. I, and that's the thing. I think this is more Kellen. Like know your guys, right? Know your players. That's where coaching comes in. If you're not gonna, if, if you can't, if you can't run up the gut this year, don't run up the gut consistently. You know what I mean? Mix it up, jet sweeps, pitches, uh, uh, read options because these things help too. These these things hold a defensive end or hold a linebacker, creates a lane. Like there's just no creativity in helping your guys. And unfortunately, as a coach, sometimes all you can do is work with what you got. But that's where coaching comes in, and that's why I'm kind of like, all right, let me pump the brakes on Kellen because I don't think he's adapting to a situation well up front. Um, and, and until I see otherwise, I think I think Kellen's a brilliant guy, smart and all that stuff. But but right now, until I see otherwise, otherwise in regards to the run game, Keystone, uh, I'm a little skeptical and I'm a little nervous, honestly, moving forward because what's going to change? Are they going to put Williams back in? And if they do put, yeah, Williams, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I don't know. I can understand why they did it with Connor Williams because of the penalty situation. Yeah, I understand it. Sure. But as far as mobility, but as far as mobility goes on that left side, other than Tyron Smith, we don't have it on that guard end. No offense to Connor McGovern, I think he's more of a pass blocker than he is a run blocker because he's not that mobile. He's just he's just not been good at at his reaches. He's not been good at getting to the second. He gets to the second level and he's and he's kind of I don't want to say lost, but he misses. A lot, and and I feel like from what I've seen, like the last two games, when I go back into the lab, I feel like Connor Williams has a better understanding of disengaging and then getting to the to the second uh, level and getting on that linebacker safety or corner where McGovern's a tick late because maybe he hasn't done it enough. I don't know, but he's a tick late, and and that's all. If you're a tick late, as you know, the play could be over. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, knowing that we got. Tyler Beatis, what is he, a fourth-rounder, if I'm not mistaken? Was yeah. he a fourth-rounder? Yep, fourth-rounder. Do we really want to put our franchise into him? Because I think we need to draft a franchise center. That's that. Those are words you hardly ever hear, a franchise center. Uh, I'm, I'm with bringing in competition. I think he's played yeah, better over the last huh. month, but but I, not enough to where I, I can completely ignore the position. I would love to bring in competition. It's clear as day. They tried to give him competition. They just did it late. Yeah, knowing that we ain't got no backup in the center either. No offense, because you look at McGovern, he had no reps in the center, and we still got Matt Farnett, knowing that he was a guard slash center out of Nebraska. He didn't pretty much get too much reps there too. So let's I like, just say for God's sake, hope it don't happen. I liked how that, he looked. In, I liked how he looked in preseason. 
I did too. But that's preseason. This is this is this is league. We going into the playoffs now. This is a, this is a different yeah, level I, of league. Yeah, I ain't arguing that. I'm just saying I like how like Forniak gave me some um, something to look at for next off season. Yes. You breaking up a little bit, Keystone. Oh yes, yeah, because I I know I'm at the area where it's starting to get a little rusty. I'm at work. Okay. So thanks for everything. Hey, thank you for calling in as usual, Keystone, and, and keep up the grind, bro. You always coming with those uh, sleeper files. Most definitely. Oh yeah, season two's on the way. All right, good brother. All right. Yeah, we got to get this run game figured out, man. Got to get it figured out. I really wish we had incorporated more RPO or I don't not RPO zone read type stuff. I really, really do. Um, I think that would that that's one of the easiest things to help out a struggling offensive line or struggling run game. It is, it truly is, and uh, we just completely eliminated it out the play. Like it's gone. If I'm playing the Cowboys, when they do the shotgun, put the ball in the gut thing, I'm not worried about. I wouldn't even dare. Worry about for pulling it and running. And here's the thing. You don't even got to pull it and run. I've seen teams pull it. The quarterback rolls out and they throw it off of that. Like, there's just some cool things you can do that I know Kellen has in his bag. He just ain't pulling out. And uh, a little bit frustrating. A little bit frustrating. But going to be tough to run up the middle this week or this week against the Washington Washingtons. And we'll talk about why. We said a little bit with Deron Payne and things like that. Um, but if you go look at throughout the year, they haven't been getting gashed on the ground and they've been winning up front on both sides of the ball. So we'll get into the lab and we'll bring that to you guys. And then you guys can come to your own conclusion as well. Flo says, start the game with the CD screen pass again. Use the end around this game. Give Washington a lot to look at and hella movement. Oh, <clears throat> that's all I'm saying. You know, get the ball in your playmakers hands early pre-snap please get these guys moving around all this stationary stuff like we're playing in 1994 makes no sense to me uh the the pre-snap not only gives you a read on what the defense is doing it can actually give you an advantage and leverage so hopefully they start to find their way back and we're going we're going to wrap about it man but with that said guys we're going to start to trickle on up out of here i'll hop into the chat a little bit see what you guys got to say um, Ted says RPO hurts the O-line and run game. No, no. So uh, that's the thing. Not RPO. Now that's, that's run pass option. I'm not talking about RPO. I'm talking about read option. Read option does not hurt the run game or the O-line. He says, because they can't road grade in, in that call because they can only go two yards up the field yet. Not see. Yeah. You're talking about RPO. That's why I, I refer rephrase what I said. RPO is the run pass option. That's just a simple. I don't even really like that damn play. It worked for uh, who was it? it? Was a cat in, in, in uh, Philly? Nick Foles worked great for Nick Foles. It's one read play. Either you're gonna give it to the running back, pull it out, and throw it. That's not what I'm talking about. Read option is a different story. Read option it allows you to read the defense in. If he crashes on you, you run out, you get some yards. If he doesn't, you hand the ball off. And you get going. The offensive line, one way or another, is road grading. If you want to call Connor McGovern and Tyler Bialish that, they don't really road grade. But 
what it does is it can hold your linebacker. It can hold the defensive end. And sometimes it even holds the secondary depending on how they decide to play it. And you can get some things out of it. And it doesn't have to be a traditional read option. It doesn't have to be just Zeke here, Dak here. You, can, you got Tony Pollard. You can do things with. You got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb had a carry. seemed like every other game to start the season. Hasn't had a carry since. Like you can do some cool things with these playmakers. But we decide to run traditionally up the middle of the field with a one-legged running back. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And and Dan, Daniel Horace says it perfectly. Why? If y'all don't want to run it on the 40, the 50, totally get it. Dak broke his leg. Totally get it. Why not in the red zone, though? Get down to the 20, 15, 10. Why not in the red zone? That's when it was deadly. Remember, Dak used to have his first three years in the league. I think he had something like 16 rushing touchdowns. I could be dead wrong, but I think it was something like that high. It's gone. Like, that, like it, it's gone. And I still think as a red zone quarterback, he's still developing. And I think the best way to still utilize him is with his legs down there. But, yeah, that's how I feel about that run. Not the read, not the run option, but the, the uh, read option. Sorry, guys. Flo said the last four games, Biotis has played better. I'm, I'm drafting a tackle before center. You can get a center. I would not, unless they like that cat from Iowa. I mean, that dude seems like he's going to be special. But I wouldn't draft a center early. Um, if you want to take an alignment, I'm with you. You know, take a tackle. If it falls to you like a Slater, you know, yeah, you take him. Check out in here. Ready said LVE looks out of shape and flabby, flabby built. So I'm not going to body shame nobody. But if you're an NFL linebacker, I've seen these these linebackers are rocked up, man. They 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 built different. Somebody tagged me as something was like, "Yo, look at L." I thought it was Photoshop. I'm like, that ain't LVE. Caught him on a blur or something. Bro, man, don't look like no linebacker. I don't know what to call it. He, he just don't. He, you know what he looked like? I guarantee you, if you just some type of face swap thing, my man looked like Mac Jones, <laughs> linebacker, and he kind of starting to move like Mac Jones. Mac Jones out there too. So uh, yeah, yeah, LVE. Time to move on from it. We haven't done the QB draw in the red zone since Travis Frederick. I didn't even think about it. That's right. We haven't done a QB draw either. <laughs> Randy said he was built like Larry Holmes. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. So let me get on up out of here. Look, I told y'all. I, I said I'm going to promise y'all I'm going to try not to be long, and we was long. But we only long because y'all make the show great like that, right? Like, it'll go as long as, as we continue to rock and be great like you guys are in the chat and with the phone calls, uh, donations, things like that. Y'all awesome. Y'all awesome. And as long as y'all stay awesome, I'm going to try to give y'all the best show I can possibly give. Um, Tomorrow, we'll talk about that Washington offense specifically. We'll get into the details, the stats, the X's and O's and things like that. So make sure y'all come on back tomorrow. And then, again, make sure y'all check out A to Z Sports Dallas.com for all of our great articles. And um, tune back in tonight with uh, Mauricio Rodriguez on A to Z Sports prime time with that said man you out of here no thank you miss jackie thank you 
appreciate you, Sean. Thank you for all the callers and donations. If you haven't yet, hit that like button on the way out. It's going to help us out, man. Hit that like button. Thank you, JJ. Appreciate y'all. See you tomorrow. As long as ain't no technical difficulties, it'll be about 8.15-ish. <laughs> Peace. Shout out to Stevie Mac, to my God. I want me some glory hope.